Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Another edition of the podcast. It's Thursday. You guys know what we do on the Thursday sports for the Metro Port Unleashed, episode 178. You know, I really want to talk now. Wild card weekend has just passed. We're getting into the divisional rounds. The divisional rounds that actually create a lot more suspense to who's going to play in the AFC-NFC championship rounds. Then we know two weeks after that will be the Super Bowl. I heard it all last week, last Saturday. Last Saturday, it was between Twitter, it was between social media, it was between the text messages. I heard, I heard, I heard everybody... When I flicked on Twitter, Tom Brady, Tom Brady's out of the playoffs. You who whoop de doo da, he's out the playoffs. Everybody was happy, you know, happy to not see Tom Brady not go for the quest of seven. Oh, he's won too many Super Bowls. Oh, he's been in too many playoff experiences. Sorry. Oh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And we heard about Drew Brees the following day. Drew Brees. He gets put out by the Minnesota Vikings. In the Superdome. Didn't hear anything. Didn't hear nobody really say a whole lot. Why? See, for this episode here, I want to crack into something. Because 
I see it in our everyday lives. We 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 tend to nitpick the narrative. We tend to nitpick certain things, you know. And I I don't know if that's because it's way that we're programmed to nitpick. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, two of the older heads of the NFL quarterback realm. I've always said this, the same way you guys going to hate Tom Brady or dislike Tom Brady, the same way you guys got to dislike Drew Brees. What did Drew, Drew Brees? Drew Brees, is, Drew Brees is the is the journeyman, the iron man, you know, along with Brady. And I feel Drew Brees gets a heck of a lot more respect than Tom Brady. I don't want to turn this into a Tom Brady episode because I could definitely do this. I've done this before. I did this on past episodes. But you see, there's got to be something that I that I see. And like I said, it goes back to nitpicking. There's there's people that nitpick in their everyday life. You know what I mean? They wake up and that's all they want to do is nitpick. Things are happening the way it needs to, but guess what? They're just programmed to nitpick because they nitpick, they nitpick what is not of an importance. You get what I mean? See, I could sit here and I could tell you guys when it comes to Brady and Breeze, they're both great at what they do. And you know what? Some people would say is you put Drew Brees in New England, you put Tom Brady in 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 New Orleans, or you put Tom Brady wherever, you may not get the same type of player. Potato, potato. You know, let's go with them now. Let's go with the current. You know? I'll say this. Tom Brady, you know, and when we talk about the food chain of the greats, because... I really want to I want to dive into this because I I really want to hit this home because I think a lot of people, like I say, again, they get this thing called confused. You know, Tom Brady got 30 wins. As a quarterback, 30 wins when it comes to a playoffs appearances, you know what I mean? And you look at the, the laundry list of names and you look at all the other quarterbacks that are in this game. You know what I mean? Drew Brees only with eight. Eli Manning, he's got eight. Aaron Rodgers has got nine. Russell Wilson's got nine. Joe Flacco's got 10. Ben Roethlisberger got 13. We're talking about the actives. You know, Philip Rivers has got five. Nick Foles got four. Matt Ryan's got four. You know, Cam Newton's got three. Blake Bortles, he's not, well, he's in the league also too. He's got two. You know what I mean? Jared Goff, he's got two also too. Alex Smith has got two. Ryan Tannehill's got one. Laundry list of names. But you guys always seem to want to nitpick towards greatness and success. Why? Why are we programmed to nitpick against greatness and success? Because here's my thing is about greatness and success. They both go hand in hand. Success, you don't really diminish success you don't really criticize or chastise success you have to be able to say to yourself is look we got guys right now in the nfl you know quarterbacks they may not be playing on your respective teams so i have to ask this question is it the teams that you guys hate or is it the players that you guys hate or you dislike help me figure this one out you know what i mean because i see it all the time now, I'm a Brady supporter, but if I don't like certain teams, that doesn't mean I'm going to criticize. And when I get into my conversations or I get into the the, the sitting points of the top down conversations that we do, doesn't matter if it's out on the road, doesn't matter if it's in the if it's in the 
if it's in the barbershop, doesn't matter if it's in the comfort of your own home, doesn't matter if you're in the work environment, you know, I never really disrespect when it comes down to the other opposing players. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he's trash, but I'll state certain scenarios of why the person is not good or why I don't, I don't really care for them. You know what I mean? And more times than none, if it ever comes down to somebody was going to say to me about Lamar Jackson, what's been my, what's been my conversation about Lamar Jackson? I said, I just don't think Baltimore personally in my eyes is the team. I just don't see it. I've said this, but you don't hear me go on Twitter or go on my social media feed and pretend and hype up that I know more things than somebody else. <laughs> we see this happen all the time. It's funny. It's it's comedy relief to me. You know what I mean? I don't play into it. I'm not going to add more fuel to the fire. But I laugh. You know? My Twitter mentions were blown up on Saturday night. Oh, the big bad patriots are gone, Rory. The big bad patriots are gone. So what? They lost. You win some, you lose some. You keep it moving. There's some people that have certain teams out there. The same ones that were in my DM. Same ones that were either on my text message. Same ones that were either in my mentions. Have their teams go to playoffs and then get, get ousted. Get beat. And you don't even hear me say a word to you. Because I know how to keep a respect factor. Now, I'm not mad, per se. I get it because it's what fickle fandoms do. Fickle fans always want to go out their way. They want to, you know, do what it is that they want to do. I I feel like they just just keep on just doing what they want to do because it's the fun thing. You know what I mean? But sometimes I stay quiet. I stay quiet on purpose. I say quiet because this is what I do. And I'm just basically putting it where I need to put it. You know what I mean? I do what it is that I want to do. You know, when it comes to having this podcast, I'll come on this platform and I'll speak from an articulate background of when it comes to the mindfulness, the health and fitness, the bettering the people's mind. But when it comes to sports, we're all going to have our different opinions. That's the reason why I say is I can jostle both sides. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. But you're never going to hear me criticize a player because he's great. I may make comparisons. Like I've been talking about Lamar Jackson. I said he's nothing but another Michael Vick. Honestly, he really he's nothing but more like a Michael Vick. We're looking at two, two years, two, almost three years of, of playing ability by him, you know, before we dub him, before we give him the crown, before we give him the mantle, before we give him the number one accolade that we need to give him, let it play out. Let it play out, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. We see these things happen. We've seen it with Cam Newton. We've seen it with Colin Kaepernick. We've seen it with... All these mobile type of quarterbacks that have come into the league. Predominantly black quarterbacks. And they play for a couple of years. And then what ends up happening? They fall off. It happens. 
This is how life is. You know? And I don't want to make this about the black or the white. But quarterbacks these days are a dime a dozen. You got all these Aaron Rodgers fans out there. Right? Everybody likes Aaron Rodgers. But last time I checked, Aaron Rodgers' playoff record has not really been that good. (laughs) But people want to deem him to be the great. He can make every throw he can make. He can throw... He can throw across his body. He can throw off of one leg. What about that, that homeboy over there named Patrick Mahomes? What about that same dude named Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City that I was talking about, you know, a few years back when he was sitting behind Alex Smith? Forgot about that when I said about Texas Tech. There's documentation in the records and the airwaves about that, of how I've been about Patrick Mahomes. And we know what Patrick Mahomes can do. We see he is the guy. You know, and now some people are saying Patrick Mahomes is better than Aaron Rodgers. Like we just want to just jump from one extreme to the next because that is how we decide to break things down. It's legitimately like I said back to myself and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Comparisons. I get it. We want to compare. We want to we want to do these things. I, I'm 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 a. I'm I'm no exception from the rule because I compare also too. But we cannot look at, you know, the bodies of work from a quarterback making one throw down the field like it is Patrick Mahomes and then want to sit back and say, oh, wait, he's better than Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have the resume of Aaron Rodgers yet. Now, when I talk about Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick, both the same thing. They're both scramble quarterbacks. They don't really throw. They can throw decent balls times to times, but sometimes they throw up those lame ducks. Sometimes that ball's sitting in the air. That's where I get my comparisons from. You get what I mean? That's how I look at life. You know? But potato, potato. Like I said, when it comes down to success, And it comes down to these winners and it comes down to, you know, this most successful people. I've always said this. Everybody in this world, I'm pretty sure that listens to this podcast or, you know, is doing something remarkable in life. All want to be some form of, you know, want to have some form of success. And I'll be honest, you know, I sit back to myself and I'm like, success is something that we all want to go for, go through. The success is something that we all want to be able to experience. You get what I mean? Tom Brady's one hell of a successor. Drew Brees is one hell of a successor. So why is it that we go on social media and we decide to bash these players? That just tells me that the same way you're bashing those players, the same way you don't want to see success in your in your in your in your everyday in your everyday. Um, upbringing. You know what I mean? Because I don't got time to go on Twitter and cast out things of disrespect towards Tom Brady's name when Tom Brady's got a heck of a lot more zeros uh, in his bank book. Why am I going to sit here and, and, and disrespect and hate on a man that's got a love for his craft and he's has six Super Bowls. Drew Brees has got one Super Bowl and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to cast out and say, Oh, Guess what? The the, the 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 North Star, the Dark Star, the Dark Side is gone. Tom Brady's out of here. 
Like, it's funny. It's comedy relief. That's why when I watch these tweets, this is comedy relief. Because I don't play into it, you know? And more times than none, that's why I say I keep a lot of my sports conversations directly to this, po- this podcast. Or you hear me talk in the thread, you know? Shout out to Baylor. Shout out to Jarve. Shout out to Just, Brothers Layman's. You know what I mean? Akeem, we see you out there. Dev, all y'all. You know what I mean? That's what it all comes down to. I'd rather keep some of the sports conversations for those type of things because not everybody these day and ages want to sit here and have a formulated conversation about sports because everybody wants to yell. Everybody wants to yell and shout over each other and do all this other stuff. And it's just like, okay. (laughs) You know, because you see Stephen A. Smith do it or you see Skip Bayless do it or you see Shannon Sharp do it or you see Nick, Nick Wright do it, right? means, you know, Y'all can do it also, too. Here's the difference. Those guys are getting paid for the craft. <laughs> you know, shout out to the podcasters that are out here, you know, with their daily, weekly sports episodes. They doing it because for the love of the game. You know what I mean? Anybody can sit back and do barbershop talk. Anybody can sit here and say whatever they want to say, you know. But it is what it is at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You know, I go back to the dynasty in sports. And I go back to the things that I'm going back to the things that, you know, some people, you know, we talk about the dynasties and I'm all about the dynasties in sports. Cause there's a lot of sports dynasties and this can kind of go hand in hand with the divisional. You know what I mean? You know, we talk about, dynasties in sports such as you know the san antonio spurs from 1999 to 2008 chicago bulls from 1989 to 98 you know you look at those lakers from 1949 to 54 to 1980 to 88 and from 2000s to um 2010 you know boston celtics are also in there you know Edmonton Oilers are back in there also, too. You know, Montreal Canadiens are all in there. You know, Golden State Warriors are in there. You know, New England Patriots are in there also, too. Dynasty in sports. Big conversation there, you know. And when I think about dynasties, sports dynasties, again, it it, it all goes back to the, the credible winners that we see. The credibility of these players and these respective teams that have had reigns of dominance, you know? And that's what's something I respect because it's the same thing like last year. We heard, you know how many people I heard were when the Raptors won their championship, respectfully to Toronto, shout outs to Toronto, shout outs to Canada, that's where I live, winning their NBA title, the first ever title, and how many people decided to say the Golden State Warriors ship has now sailed. The dynasty's now ended. You know, this year they're they're not even over five hundred clearly. You know, they're they're fighting for a lottery pick most likely. You know? Everybody in their in their in their in their family and their friends are all sitting here saying, Oh, the Golden State Warriors suck or when when Brady now is out, the New England Patriots now suck. Like, really? Those are household dynasty names. Here's the difference that people don't understand. Those teams get etched in immortality when it comes to greatest dynasties. And there's some people that think Golden State Warriors from 2014, 15, all the way up to the last four or five years are not a dynasty. Well, 
Okay. I don't know what makes you a dynasty then. Because if you go 73 and 9 and go to NBA Finals and then lose and then win three titles in that time frame, guess what? You're a dynasty. Guess what? You're an immortality. Same thing about the New England Patriots. Right? Same thing about Tom Brady. Tom Brady came. Tom Brady. (laughs) Tom Brady down by 25 points. A couple years back, came back and beat the Atlanta Falcons. But y'all want to sit here and say this man can't make a throw and his father time is catching up to him. (laughs) See. Here's what I'll say. About dynasties and things like that. A dynasty ends always when either the team doesn't look the same or a specific player may retire or a specific player might decide to, you know, maybe get injured. You know what I mean? Injuries and things like that keep out of the the realm of how, you know, dynasties can end up being end up becoming creative in a sense, you know? And that's the thing with New England. New England really was only playing with Julian Edelman, no tight end. They didn't need Gronk because they've won, they've won Super Bowls without Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. You know what I mean? They don't really necessarily need a formative, you know, wide receiver. Josh Gordon does, you know, ring a bell. Maybe if they had Josh Gordon, maybe they'd be a little bit different. Maybe they'd be playing in the, the divisional game, the divisional game, sorry, this weekend. You know, uh, if they had Antonio Brown and you know about that mishap, we talked about it on the podcast, you know. New England's just, it's not that father time caught up to them. It's just, they didn't have the right necessary ingredients to get them to where they needed to go to. You know? It's the same thing with, it's the exact same thing with uh, the the New Orleans Saints. High-powered, high-prolific team, play on turf. And they seem to not want to get the job done. There's something missing from that team to get them to that next level. Which is if it's not a Super Bowl or making it to an NFC championship, you know, and everybody wants to sit back and say it's all the penalties, the pass interferences or when Stephen Stephen Diggs caught the ball in the air, tiptoed on the sideline and ran it into the end zone. All of those things. Sometimes it's not your time. Sometimes it's just not your year. Sometimes it's just not the time for your team to elevate themselves. Drew Brees still got lots of left in the tank. Tom Brady still got lots of left in the tank. And those guys are still going to continue to play football for the next two to three years. Unless they decide that one to reflect the inward and say, hey, like, listen, it's time for me to step away from the game. Let's go to divisional. 49ers and the Vikings. Jimmy Garoppolo, product of New England, product of Bill Belichick, comes over to San Francisco last year. We heard about it towards ACL. He had to sit. Now the 49ers get D4. They got Bosa. They got Richard Sherman. They got a stout pass rush. You know, Emmanuel Sanders. You know what I mean? Not that good of a wide receiving core, but they've got a stud as a tight end. Like Kittle. They play against these Minnesota Vikings. An elite defense for the last two to three years. Kirk Cousins needs to earn his money. He's earned it now. He went down last week and beat Drew Brees. You know, he's earned that contract money. Vikings got two perennial wide receivers. Adam Thien, Stefan Diggs. They got a Kyle Rudolph, a tight end. 
They got a game manager at the running back position by the name of Delvin Cook. And they got a game manager at the at the quarterback position in Kirk Cousins. We sit back here and we say, well, how's this game going to look? It's the first game on Saturday at four. Say to myself, I'm like, okay, all right. 49ers, Vikings. 49ers on a bye week. Vikings coming off an emotional win. I like the Vikings, man. I like the 49ers for what I've seen on paper. They've got the defense. They've got the tangibles. 49ers also got the run game, too. I forgot about that. But the first person to say this, I'm, I'm going to go with Kyle Shanahan's team. I'm going to go with the 49ers winning 24-17 in a, in, a, in a tight battle. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to make the necessary throws and necessary adjustments and lead his team to victory. Saturday night, Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. We already saw what Derrick Henry did. This man ran all over the New England Patriots in, in, in Foxborough. Now he's going over to Baltimore. Baltimore's team has been on a, what, two-and-a-half-week rest. Lamar Jackson's been sitting. You know, I've always said this. Anytime you rest, rest can always be a good thing, but rest can always be a bad thing. It can always be a bad thing. And I'll say this to you. Tennessee by Mike Vrabel and that defense, and they got Derrick Henry and they got, they got, they got Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill showed up. That's not the same Ryan Tannehill that was in, in uh, Miami, folks. Tannehill, game manager, can make the necessary throws. This is going to be a tight game. The only reason why I don't have this game actually becoming a blow, because I think it's going to look very relative to the game that was played last week in Foxborough between Tennessee and New England. Now, see, here's my thing. If the Ravens come out heavy, Mark Ingram runs the ball. Lamar does what he needs to do. He runs, he can juke, jip, dip, slide out the pocket, throw, get a couple runs here, a couple runs there. And I'll say this, the Ravens go up a quick 10-nothing, 14-nothing. If I'm Tennessee, then I'm worried. If Tennessee can play this game in the trenches like they did last week against a team on a two-and-a-half-week rest, I will tell you this right now. I have this game being very, very close. That's how I have marked it on my scoreboard. I have the Ravens winning 17-16. So look out for that also, too. You know? I ain't going to take nothing from the Ravens. Ravens are good. But I still don't see yet. And like I said, the year that they won the Super Bowl, they had three perennial Hall of Famers. Terrell Suggs is not a Hall of Fame yet. He's still active on the Kansas City Chiefs. But he's a perf- <laughs> he's going to be a Hall of Famer. They also had Ray Lewis and they also had Ed Reed perennial threats at the Hall of Fame position, at skilled positions, the year that they won the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Right? So Ravens win, 17-16. Kansas City Chiefs against the Houston Texans. I arguably think this game and the games on Sunday might be the better playing games, the ones that are going to come down to the wire, believe it or not. Andy Reid. Same Andy Reid that was in Philadelphia all those years. Same Andy Reid that's over been in Kansas City. Hasn't won the big one. No Tom Brady standing in his way. No Bill Belichick standing in his way. 
You heard me at the beginning of the show. I talked about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I'm a fan of this brother. Patrick Mahomes. I've been on the record. When I was on another platform, I was talking all about Patrick Mahomes when he was coming out of college. I said, listen, watch out for this kid. Look what he did last year. MVP. MVP. Ability. MVP status. Kansas City is explosive on the offense. They got healthy at the right way. They got Travis Kelsey. They got Sammy Watkins. They got Ty Hill. Tyreek Hill, should I say. They got a good team. The defense is starting to click. Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger's over there. Terrell Suggs is over there. They got a good team. No Brady standing in the way. But what's standing this team way is about a man that's so gifted. He played. He played over in college there, Deshaun Watson in Houston, Texans. They surprised me last week. I didn't think they were going to come back and beat the Buffalo Bills. They were down 16-0. Houston Texans, man. Deshaun Watson, give this kid some props. Give this kid his credit where credit's due. He's legit. He's legit, people. He's making the reads. He's making the throws. He's making things look so remarkable out there on the football field with Deshaun Watson. He takes a lot of chances that's going to get him hurt down the road. So do remember that. This is going to be an exciting game in Arrowhead. Kansas City's motivated. I'm not going to come out and say Kansas City Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl. But in my eyes right now, whoever wins this game, we all know is in the AFC Championship. But I may etch them into just saying they may be my pick coming into next week in Championship Sunday. I got the Chiefs, ladies and gentlemen, 35-28. An exciting game you're going to see that's going to come down to the wire. Sunday night, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Green Bay Packers. I'm torn. Lambeau Field. It's hard to go down there in January in Lambeau. Lambeau Field, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Green Bay, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Rodgers, the bad man himself, against the other bad man, Russell Wilson. Seattle special. And I'm going to say something to people right now. When we talk about dynasties, this team flirts on the fringe when it comes to being a dynasty. They've won a Super Bowl, but they've been consistent, except for that one year. They lost Legion of Bloom. They lost Cam Chancellor. They lost Earl Earl Thomas. They lost um, Richard Sherman. They lost, uh, um, what was his his name? Uh, uh, Brandon Bronner was over there too, right? They lost a lot of talent over on that defensive side. But what they lost in in talent on the defensive side, they inherited in a quarterback by the name of Russell. Russell Allhart Wilson. Very, very easily could call him an MVP this year also, too. And we know Lamar Jackson might run away with that also, too, with the award. That's another topic for another day. Russell Wilson right now is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I know a lot of people that are going to listen to this are not. They're not going to disagree. And if you disagree that Russell Wilson is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, then clearly you're not watching NFL football on the lens that you need to be watching it on. Here's where things are going to get dicey. It's hard to win in Green Bay in January. 
And the last mobile quarterback from the eye test and from my thought process was Colin Kaepernick that went down there sleeveless and beat this team. The Seahawks, Pete Carroll, they've got magic. I also could say this. It's looking like with the heavy hitters out with Drew Brees and no Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers' name is also in this mix. That could be a highly motivated to make that Super Bowl run also too in Miami. It's it, it. There's so many storylines going into championship Sunday next week. So many of them. X factors. It comes down to with Seattle. Marshawn Lynch is beast mode back. He's had time off. He sat down. He's, he's been obviously working out. He's obviously been training. If Marshawn Lynch. Goes down to Green Bay. And gets over a smooth 110, 115, 120 yards rushing. With about maybe two TDs. The Seahawks will win this game. Seahawks can also come back from behind. Green Bay and Seattle's actual rivalry. If you look at the years they've played in the playoffs, you remember when they were down in Seattle that one year and there was that debacle that happened where they went down there and they scored and Seattle came back and scored to end the game. This game is going to have us on the edge of our seats also too. I think this is a great way to fitting. This is the fitting to end this wild card. I mean, not wild card, the divisional weekend. I'm going to say this right now. I'm putting this out there right now. I'm going to put this out there with a cherry on top. I flip-flopped over this game, but I'm going to go with the magic. I'm going to go with the, the magical. Seattle Seahawks win this game 28-27. Trust me when I tell you. So, my picks for the divisional. 49ers, 24-17, Ravens, 17-16, Chiefs, 35-28, Seahawks, 28-27. Heading into Championship Sunday. I'll say this to you guys right now. What a what a time we got for football. You know, yes, we may not have no Tom Brady. Yes, we may not have no Drew Brees. But we've got some pretty decent teams with some well-respected quarterbacks on each of these teams. It's going to be interesting. You know what I mean? I I, I, I like to see what, what out these remaining eight teams, what the Super Bowl could potentially be, but these games still have to be played. You know what I mean? These games still have to be played, ladies and gentlemen. You know? Four games this weekend, next weekend will be Two games have to be played, and then we get down to the big granddaddy of them all in February. You know what I mean? So whoever you're cheering for, whoever you're supporting, you know, make sure you stay aligned with that. And always on the Mitchell Report Unleashed podcast, episode 178, the divisional, we calling this. Keep it well-respected, keep it congruent, and always make sure you stay aligned with your purpose, your vision, and your goals, and your aspirations. And guess what? Always strive for the best whenever it comes down to doing what it is you're going to do. 
That is my time for the Mitchell Report Unleashed podcast. Thursdays, remember, the sports conversations. Sundays is going to be the the more different conversations that we're going to be getting into on this podcasting platform. You know what I mean? If it's the mindfulness, if it's the health and fitness, things like that. You know what I mean? Thank you guys for your time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.